the BTSE 365 podcast. Sometimes I, I, I feel like a, uh, I feel like a poet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been searching in the lost and found for you. Everything I want, I think I found in you. I think I might have to stick around for you. The way I feel, I might just settle down with you. Hold it down with you. Dress up and paint the town with you. Come and be my queen, I got a crown for you. Let's have it up and throw a wedding gown on you. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah, I believe in keeping what I like. Yeah, I'm not leaving, I'm not budging. Think I'm bluffing till I cuff it. Hold up, let me reach you, your Miranda rights. <laughs> I want these moments to last forever. Let's record it. I can't help but stare at it because you're so What the business be like? What's happening, man? What it does, what it do? It's the BTSC 365 podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Wherever you're tuning in, however you're tuning in. And uh <laughs> I just want to say I appreciate everybody, man. You know, I don't I, I think I try to say it a lot, but I, I don't know if I say it enough. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, wherever you may be on the globe, on the planet in the universe, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I like to Make sure I shout out. Let me see. Hold on. I, I like to I like to do the housekeeping first sometimes, you know. Just sometimes I like to keep do the housekeeping first. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need to hit this yak real quick. And when I say yak, I mean some of the best spring water to come out of Benton, Tennessee. Benton, Tennessee. So we got we got fresh spring water, bro. Fresh spring water, but. Let me see here. I want to give a shout out to. Do I got any listeners from Omaha, Nebraska? I don't think nobody been listening to me from Omaha. I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking, and I don't see none in the last thirty days. I need to get my Omaha, Nebraska listeners up. Uh, so maybe when they hear, <laughs> if they hear, that I had Crawford in nine. I had Crawford in nine, and uh. I mean, it happened in nine. <laughs> no, nah, ain't no, ain't no fancy segues or none of that. We, we getting straight into the business. Terrence Bud Crawford put on a boxing clinic on Saturday night in Vegas. I'm talking about if you had never watched boxing before, and that was your first time watching it. Like the very the only match you ever seen in your life, you ain't ever seen a Tyson fight, Ali, Floyd, Tito, uh, man, Jermaine Taylor. You ain't seen nobody. You ain't seen none of these dudes fight before. Roy Jones Jr. You ain't never seen nobody box until Saturday night. If you saw that, that was what they call a boxing clinic. Boys and girls, <laughs> a clinic. The first round, the first round. See, this is why it's good to watch stuff without the announcers talking. Because the first round, they mention, well, you know, 
Bud Crawford, he starts slow sometimes. He he liked to fill out his opponents. I don't know if he could do that against Earl Spence Jr. Okay, so the first round, you might have gave it to Earl. Earl came out active. You know what I'm saying? He came out a little active, a little aggressive. But from round two through nine, <laughs> it was a wrap. From the second round, he knocked him down in the first round. First time he had ever been knocked down, second round of that fight. He 28 and 0, never been knocked down. In the second round of that fight, he on his ass. It was over with then. It was over with. It was over, man. I'm yes, I know. Big, you picked Earl's first. But what I come back out and say last week, I I had to do my I had to do my homework. I really had to deep dive and do my homework. And once I done my homework, I was ready to pass the test. <laughs> At least that question, that question on the test would have been, Big, who you got, Spence or Crawford? Initially, initially, I circled A for Spence. But good thing I wrote that bitch in a pencil. We on the Scantron with a number two pencil with these. You can erase that mother. You can go back and erase it. I said, nah, I'm going with B for Bud. Then when you really look at the grand scheme of things, you know what I'm saying, you you got, I said it last week, I said it again. You got this cat from Dallas hanging with rappers and he, you know what I'm saying, out here doing woo-woo. Then you got a Bud Crawford from Omaha, Nebraska, who Charleston White said, the, the man probably grew up eating grass and water for serious. <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad. I don't know if it's that bad. But I can tell you right now, it probably ain't nothing to do in Omaha, Nebraska, other than get in trouble, make some babies, and fight. Work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to work. Ain't, no, ain't nothing else going on. Ain't no glitz and glamour. Ain't no pro teams. You got the corn, the Nebraska Corn Huskers. That's all you got. That's all you got. University of Nebraska. That's all you got. So, other than that, folks in them streets, they working. And they fighting. Bud Crawford was fighting and, and in the streets at the same time. If it's true, because he said it, just because he said it don't mean it's true, but I mean, hey, if it's documented, it's documented somewhere. So somebody call him a liar if they, if they figure out, if they think he lying. Man said he drove himself to the hospital with bullet fragments in his head and wanted to fight afterwards. Man, you you can't, you not finna beat him. You not finna, I don't care how much sparring you done done. How much tape you and your 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 uh trainer done watch together? Your technique is something inside of him that ain't gonna let him lose to you. Especially he don't wanna lose anyway, but he definitely ain't gonna lose to you. It's something you can't you can't, you know what I'm saying? You can't touch, you can't feel it. It's that dog. I saw him at the weigh-in, right? Mike Tyson told him before he stepped on the scale, he said, I got my money on you. Like, he telling him, like, bro, I know you going to. Because Tyson had that inside of him. Until he started, you know, just doing too much out here. In the world. That's what was inside of him. Like, 
you're not not beating bruh from Brownsville or wherever he from, Brownsville, Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick, like where wherever he from up there, you wasn't finna beat him because of the shit he had been through. Know what I'm saying? He been through some things. So Bud been through some things. And that man was working him out there, bro. Like I'm talking about. He, man, look, I'm watching the fight like, damn, he might do it before nine. He might do it before nine. I really thought it was over in, like I said, nine. On Friday, I said nine. Shout out to Steel. Me and Steel had a conversation about this. Shout out on Friday, I said nine. But when I was watching it, I said, shit, it might be over in seven. Like, Arrow was done. He was red. I ain't even. I ain't never seen a black man so red in the face. He was red, not just from the blood, but he was just. He was just red. He was battered and bruised. Is that like, damn? Now, now he he you know Arrow did mess up Ugas a little worse than that. Ugas had a big boy knot on one of his eyes, but Arrow whole face was just whoop. You know what I'm saying? And for somebody who I know you're selling the fight, I know you got to sell the fight, I know you got to do a little trash talking here and there, but sometimes actions speak louder. Bud said it in one of his press conferences. He said, man, look, I ain't got no beef with him. He's a good guy. (laughs) He's actually a good guy, man. I don't have any problems with him. I'm not going to go up here and bash this man. I think he's a very good person. But when we get in the ring on Saturday night, I'm going to show him. He going fishing. So they going to have a fish fry. Since you the big fish. Man said, I got my fishing pole. That's what he said. But that's what, man, bro, he, he, like, a, he like a dude that, that I know. He remind me, he could have been a cat from my hometown. You know what I'm saying? He look like he work on cars. So that's why I'm rooting for him. Like he he reminds me of a of a person that probably could have grew up in my hometown with me. You know what I'm saying? But he also told him, like he calmly, hey man, it's the calm ones, man. Like I'm talking about he he talking calmly about the families needing to not beef because it could turn deadly on either side. And at the same time, he's telling you. I'm finna catch you with a fishing pole. He walked out to the ring with a fishnet hooked to him. <laughs> this man had a fishing net around his shoulders. Now, now, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> you you know you're not you're not going fishing for no little fish. With a net, unless you're just trying to catch a whole bunch of small ones. That man said, Earl Spence said, you ain't catching me with no fishing pole, and I'm the big fish. Well, they came out with, with, with shirts and jackets that say even the big fish get caught. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? All some big fish that they got caught. We, You from the country, probably. You listening to this. You, Hey, you might not even be from the country, but you done went fishing. Or you know some folks who go fishing, and guess what? They go get some big fish. Oh, that's a big one right there. So don't act like, <laughs> don't act like you a big fish 
your ass can't get caught and fried too, cause that's what happened. Then then Bud come out to damn Eminem. He talked about it on the Showtime show, but then he just come out with the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even an Eminem fan, but when I saw him come, I heard this music drop. I said, "Oh man, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen." And and I knew then it was a wrap. It was a wrap. I ain't gonna come after this. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, and he come out in black and gray. And a big fish net. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Just him and him and them now. Not big extra plug. No disrespect, cause I think that I'm from Texas song is bumpy, but I'm from Tennessee. So <laughs> it don't really mean that much to me. But this man came out with Eminem and a fish net. Yeah, that ain't you're not. You're not beating that, dog. You're not beating that, dog. So, shout out to Errol Spence Jr. You know what I'm saying? He stepped up. He didn't run. He didn't duck. He didn't dodge. He ain't do none of that. Hell, that sounds like Jamal Charlo after uh, Caleb Plant smacked the hell out of him over the weekend. <laughs> My bad. I'm just saying, he didn't duck. He didn't dodge. He didn't really run after him. He kind of walked after him a little bit. I just didn't like when Plant said, boy, like, don't put your hands on my face like that again, boy. Like, I was like, damn. I just wish he wouldn't have said that. But, hey, hey, I digress. I'm just saying, the smack her around the world over the weekend, they did a hell of a job promoting this fight. I'm going to tell you that right now. They did a hell of a job promoting this fight. If it's all, Could it all just be entertainment? Could Jamal Charlo have accepted being slapped by Caleb Plant for the good of the fight. <laughs> hey, if so, shout out to the promoters, man. Shout out to PBC and Al Heyman, everybody over there doing a great job, getting that money, staying out the way. Like, like, hey, if I could ever, it's only a few people on a on a list. Like, I got a list of people I want to interview. Like, before it's all said and done, it's just certain people. If I had my pick of the litter, like if it was just like, like if I was Brian Gumble, you know, Brian Gumble could probably interview anybody. If I was Brian Gumble and I could just say, I want to interview you, you, and you, and maybe you, and you. Give me five. Al Heyman is one of the five. Al Heyman would definitely be one of my five. So, yeah, if anybody from PBC is listening, y'all let Al Heyman know big. I know he don't do interviews. I know he don't do interviews. <laughs> if he does, he ain't done one in 30 years. But I'd love to just get a five to 10-minute interview with Al Heyman and just talk business, entertainment business. That would be dope. But anyway, I digress, man. Like I said, shout out to Earl Spence Jr. Shout out to Bud Crawford. They went out there. They competed. They put their lives on the line. 
it was, I mean, it was an entertaining fight for one way. If you were going for Errol Spence, it was a long night for you. That's all I'm saying. Jamel Charlo was getting shit talked to him by Bud. Bud knocked down Spence in the seventh. He going over there talking to Jamel. Knock him out in the ninth. He's still on the ropes talking to Jamel. Jamel got a fight in September. Now, the rematch probably happened at 154. Earl said, you know, he wanted to happen in December at 154, hopefully. Whatever. After watching that, ain't I mean, I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> they might have to lower the pay-per-view price from $84.99 to $75 or $74.99, something like that. Because that right there, Earl Spence, he was throwing punches. But them just didn't seem like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> they ain't seem really to be doing nothing. You know, like like Bud boxed for eight and a half, nine and a half rounds. And he ain't break a sweat probably until round nine when he was really trying to end it. So, I don't know if I want to see that again. I don't, I don't know if I really want to see that again. I don't know. I ain't like Stephen A. Smith saying Errol Spence need to retire or nothing. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I want to see that again. I don't know if I want to see that again. Anywho, who I think y'all should want to see again and again and again. Well, maybe not again and again and again because that means – never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we can't edit that out either. It's, it's just going to be there. Uh, shout out to my, my sponsors, man. Shout out to the to the team over at Upkeep Cleaning Services for all your residential and commercial needs. They got you, whether it's stripping and waxing, carpet cleaning. You know, if you got a restaurant, they can come in and get you right. COVID certified, you know what I'm saying, everything. Everything from top to bottom, head to toe, they can get you done. So Upkeep Cleaning Service, get at them. You make sure you tell them big sent you so y'all can get that special uh $5 5%, um, okay, I don't know about 5%, but, but they're good $5 special. 901-701-7226. That's 901-701-7226. Tell them big sent you, man, for real. Uh, Let me see. What else we got on the agenda? Oh, happy 731 day, man. 731, man. Happy 731 day. I said 731 day. 731 Mafia, man. <laughs> yeah, somebody said they didn't know it was a thing, but happy holidays to y'all. Yeah, shout out to the to the to my to my loved ones and everybody else that represent the 731, man. Shout out to all of them. Um what we got going on, man? What's the deal with this running back market, man? Like why the why the running back market so jacked up right now? Like, I know the, they say the value decreased or whatever, but that's not necessarily true. See, I think when people say stuff like that, it's just to put a spin on it, right? Like, you're looking for something to devalue something, to, to use it as an excuse, because you're spending money everywhere else. On skill positions. Tight ends getting paid. Wide receivers getting paid. Quarterbacks getting paid. Cornerbacks are getting paid. Safeties are getting paid. 
Defensive ends, quote or slash edge rushes, they getting paid. Middle linebackers getting paid. Left tackles, right tackles. All the offensive line gonna get paid regardless now. D tackles getting paid. Fullbacks not, you know, that's a lost art for real. That's a, a whole different thing. Uh, but running backs can't get paid. Like they can't get paid no more. They like, well, look at these contracts and how. Man, every position got a contract that when you look at it a few years after it's signed, maybe because of injuries or just a just a decrease or decline in your skills, got a bad signing, got a, a few of them. So don't don't just say, well, look at Ty Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that happens. But they're not the only ones who, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the only position where that happens. It's other it's, I mean, y'all can't. Y'all. But, but again, I ain't going to say y'all. We all know what's going on. It's what's always going on. The ownership that got together, these GMs that got together, these presidents of operations that got together, and they, 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 trying to, they trying to stop one group for whatever reason. Don't know why, can't explain it. Who knows why criminals do what criminals do? That's all. You know what I'm saying, allegedly. <laughs> I don't want nobody to say I'm calling. Not not allegedly. Let's not say criminals. Who knows? Because I don't want them to say I'll be calling the front office people criminals. No, I'm just saying it's like they robbing. They stealing from them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's like they stealing from them. Like why you want to take from them? Shouldn't you want to pour into that position? They're the last line of defense against your quarterback in blitz protection a lot of times. I've seen a lot of replays on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays and Saturdays in college football where one or two things can happen now. That defensive lineman or that linebacker can come through free, boom, because that offensive lineman effed up. Somebody didn't block somebody. He didn't run it back, got to do what? He got to put his chin in there. He got to put his chest out. He got to take that or give it to him. That's what separates some of the great running backs from the not so great. So the ones who are able to do that on top of catching the ball at the backfield, running the ball at the backfield, blocking not just on pass plays but some running plays sometimes. You got two bags back there. Okay, that didn't make no sense. They're not blocking on running play. <laughs> I need to stay off the weed, man. No, I'm just playing. Shout, I would shout out Stephen A. Smith, but he said Earl Smith Jr. should retire. I know we talking football, but I just thought about that after I said that phrase. He he wrong. That's not that's not what should happen. He wrong. I know he might just have said that for TV. He might not even believe that. He might have said that to get ratings, but he wrong. He wrong. That man shouldn't retire. He just should think about not having a rematch with Terrence Crawford. Because he was 28 and 0 with 22 knockouts. He, it wasn't like he just got beat for the fourth time and he 37. He done lost four of his last five fights. Then, yeah, you need to go on to retire. But 
That's your first loss in your first 30 fights. A lot of people can't say that. You had three world titles. You beat some great fighters. So as he did, like, look, Earl ain't, ain't ducking no press conferences or nothing. He said it. You know, Bud was the better man that night. So I'm, all I'm saying is don't fight him again. You can go try to get Sean Porter out of retirement. I don't know. You can, you can see what are these any of these other young bucks want to fight. Keith Thurman begging for a fight with somebody right now. He begging for a fight. He begging for a fight. Like, he calling everybody out. The Charlos, Terrence Crawford, Boots, Enos. Like, he, he calling everybody out. So, shit, go, go help him out here. But he, he ain't got to retire. He ain't got to retire. But, again, that's neither here nor there. I got off, but I just had to say that. Back to these running backs. Like, Dalvin Cook was cut. He was cut. Because they didn't want to pay him. That's wild to me. Like, they cut him because they didn't want to pay him. Joe Mixon taking a pay cut. Saquon Barkley, I don't know. I got, I got to talk to my Asian friends about why he didn't sign the franchise tag, but he signed a one-year deal. Is that so he couldn't be franchise tagged again or something like that? I'm sure that's part of the conversation. Um, Jonathan Taylor requested a trade from the Colts. He said a report that came out about him was a lie. They said he was having back pains and something from training. Then the owner come out and say, Jim Ursay said, and I quote, and this is him saying this, if he was to die, Ursay talking about himself, if he was to die today and Jonathan Taylor was to not be in the league, nobody would care. The league would still go on. It's bigger than us. He right, but damn why you got to take it all the way there. Jim Irsay just be, hey, he get on them perk 30s, allegedly, and he just get the shooting off. He just get the shooting off. But he ain't wrong. But damn. Damn. And as a coach fan, like, what are you thinking right now? Like, you got this rookie quarterback who – I mean, you know, we shall see. You got a okay offensive line, decent offensive line now. Your defense as a whole was solid two years ago last year, eh, up and down. And your star player, your best weapon, don't want to be there no more. Now, he didn't request a trade, but who's to say what kind of collusion going on? Oh, you know, people going to act like they don't want them. It's teams out there. I could think about five teams right now that should think about making that call. At least five. Buffalo. Seattle. Not Miami. Not just yet, I don't think. Not Miami. Not Miami. Houston. The Cardinals. Like, I'm just saying, the Patriots, 
And that's just them. The Panthers. Like, bruh, it's teams that can use his services. It's, it's plenty of teams that can use his services. So I'm I'm not sure how this is going to play out. But uh, maybe it'll play out like the situation in Portland with Damian Lilly. You know, he asked for a trade a month ago. Almost. And, hey, the team basically like, look, we going to wait it out. This man might change his mind. <laughs> Real talk. Like, knowing that, man, I can, I promise you, I've been saying it on the slick, but I can see, bro, telling his agent to tell them folk, man, look, we gonna, we gonna stick it out into the trade till we get close to the trade deadline. Let's see what we looking like then. I can see that happening, bro. Now, by then, ain't nobody gonna, I don't know. We, we'll probably, well, they'll probably be winning. We can't be a we until we figure out until they figure out what the hell they doing, yeah. So until then, my uh, my my team, my team uh, is still a, an unknown. It's still an unknown. It's still an unknown. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. What I do know is I appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope everybody have a great productive week. And yeah, man. Uh, Y'all be easy, man. Don't don't uh don't do no dumb shit the rest of the week. That's my message. <laughs> That's my message. Don't do no dumb shit the rest of the week. Can you go the rest of the week without doing dumb shit? Let's find out. We gonna <laughs> we gonna find out. Hell, that's what we gonna do. We gonna find out. But yeah, man. That's all I got for y'all. I, I appreciate it. Uh, subscribe, like, share, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Peace. BTSC 365.